Hello and welcome to The Hack Report. I'm Catherine Purvis. Coming up in this issue, we'll be asking you if you think that Job Seekers Allowance is a lifeline for aspiring journalists. Later on, we'll hear from Lola about her recent work experience placement at The Economist. But first, here's Jenny Graham with a roundup of all the latest Wannabe Hacks news. Al Jazeera journalist Peter Gresta says he is devastated and outraged by his seven-year jail sentence. An Egyptian court found Gresta and his colleagues guilty of reporting false news and supporting the Muslim Brotherhood. The hashtags Free AJ Staff and Journalism is Not a Crime have been trending online all week, and Gresta says he and his colleagues are grateful for the public's extraordinary and unprecedented support. Former News of the World editor Andy Coulson has been found guilty of conspiracy to hack phones. Rebecca Brooks was cleared of all charges. Speaking out on Thursday for the first time since the verdict, Brooks said her thoughts are with her former colleagues awaiting trial. The National Union of Journalists has criticised BBC News after it announced high-profile appointments amid an expected 500 redundancies. Lucy Manning and Ed Campbell from ITV News are expected to join the BBC. Felix Dennis, the magazine publisher behind Oz, Maxim and The Week, has died at the age of 67 after a long battle with cancer. In a statement from his office, Dennis was described as a publishing legend famed for his maverick and entrepreneurial style. The Mirror's digital journalism site, Amped, announced earlier this week that its newsletter will be discontinued, for now. The daily feed of news and stats reached its 137th issue before it was scrapped due to low subscriber numbers and open rates. And it was announced on Thursday that a new play opens at the National Theatre next week, described as an anarchic satire about the press, the police and the political establishment, Great Britain stars Billy Piper as the editor of a tabloid newspaper locked in a never-ending battle for more readers. Jenny Graham there with all of the biggest stories in journalism this week. Now, to our discussion about job seekers' allowance. Last week, Labour leader Ed Miliband announced plans that those aged 18 to 21 would no longer qualify for JSA and income support if they had skills below level 3. It's a controversial move, but what does it mean for young journalists just trying to get into the industry? Firstly, we'll hear from Jabba Mohammed. He's about to start work at a national paper, but a few years ago, he was on JSA while he studied for his NCTJ qualification. I didn't have a lot of money, I didn't have a lot of savings. My parents or my family were not in a position to sort of help me pay the fees. So really like the NCTJ was, because it was cheaper, and was the only realistic prospect. But even worse, even like the NCTJ was like some £3,000, I think, if you paid full price. And I and I couldn't afford that. A friend of mine told me that there's in Lambeth, they run a course, an NCTJ course. And because it's like government subsidised, if you were on JSA, you could get to do that course for free. And at the time, I was on JSA because I, w- I, I wasn't working. So I applied to do that course. But really, I mean, for me, JSA was, I mean, the only way I could have survived. I remember when I was doing my course, I could definitely could not afford rent. So, I mean, I, I lived in London just on friends' floors and occasionally sh- shared their beds, you know, if, if they were feeling, like, generous and if I could. So it was, yeah, it was tough. But with the, the little money that I did have from JSA, I mean, I could afford to travel to and from my work experience placement. I could afford to, like, buy food. I could afford to, like, you know, travel to college sometimes, get a bus and stuff. It helped in a big way just in terms of, like, covering those, like, really basic costs. And I was really lucky because when, when I was doing my NTCJ course, I was doing work experience at um, the Times and Independent, like, group, Times and Independent group in uh, North London, and they offered me a job before my course ended. So by the time I'd finished my course, I already had the job lined up. 
like really I couldn't really have done that without being on JSA. It just wouldn't have worked for me. Like the financial pressures would have been too great. I wouldn't have had sort of the opportunity to like really focus on journalism. If it wasn't for the if it wasn't for me being on MT, on JSA, I would have had to have paid full price for the course, which would have been wouldn't wouldn't have been feasible for me. I, I just I don't think I would have been able to afford it at all at the time. I don't really see how like when you come out of university, but the thing is, like, especially if you're from like a poor background, is if you don't have the money or I don't have the support um, of you know family money, or even if you do have, even if your family are rich, right? I mean, the the, the thing is that the people in these positions, like Ed Miliband or whatever, David Cameron, imagines that just because your family has money, that means that they give you said money. Benefits has like been painted as some sort of handout of people who are on benefits of these lazy layabouts farming around. But it's not true. Like, you know, I was in JSA. I was in, I was in benefits and I wasn't lazing about it. I was you know, working my ass off training to become a journalist. And for me, obviously, it worked out. It worked out in a big way. I am now a journalist and I'm going to be working for a national newspaper. Allowing people to claim JSA is worth it, even, even though from the outside it may not look like they're doing very much to get work in their own way they are. It ties people over for that transition phase. Now, we want your views on this. Have you been on JSA? What was your experience like? Do you think it's a lifeline for aspiring hacks? And are we running out of options? Let us know either in a tweet to the team at Wannabe Hacks or in the comments section below. You can also send us an email on hacks at wannabehacks.co.uk. We're always talking about work experience on Wannabe Hacks, whether it's tips on how to prepare or just general guidance on how to get the most out of your placement. One of our hacks, Lola, was recently on a placement at The Economist. Here she is with a roundup of her time there. It was a one-week placement, but it really didn't feel like I was only there for a few days. And this is quite simply because everyone that worked there did a great job in making sure I learnt as much as I could. And it was a really jam-packed week for me, which was great. Now, I was working on the multimedia department, and this meant I was doing things such as helping out with their podcasts, helping them with filming in the studio, watching as they conducted interviews, And I even got the chance to help out with the production of some of their videos for their website and YouTube channel. One thing I absolutely loved about this placement was how much responsibility I was given. I was always learning on the job. And actually, by the time I left, I felt like I was part of the team. So one thing I said that I did was help out with the production of some of their videos. Now, this meant I was given the responsibility of listening to audio from their video interviews And I had to find appropriate photos and video footage to put in these interviews. This was great for me because I learned how to source and find photos and video footage. And I really got a greater sense of what goes on in an editing process. Now, I went into this placement really wanting to find out how publications such as The Economist incorporate multimedia into what they do. And by the end of the week, I think that I definitely achieved this. Everyone that worked there did a great job in helping me to do this by simply just taking the time out to really explain why they had to do the certain things that they do there. And I learned so much about stylistic points to consider when working in multimedia. I learned a lot about studio work. And apart from multimedia, I actually even got the chance to go to some of their editorial meetings and really just see how the paper gets put together and the sorts of issues that gets raised at an editorial level. I would definitely recommend this work experience to anyone like me who wants to get a greater understanding of multimedia. And even if it's just for a few days, like what I did, definitely still do it because you will make the most of your time there. Lola Lawal there, talking about her work experience placement at The Economist.
Remember, we have loads of advice about work experience placements on the website. We've put some relevant links in the description below the audio player, but you can search our archives for more advice or send us a tweet with any specific queries to at wannabehacks. We're here to help. That's all from us this time. As ever, we would love to hear what you think about the Hack Report. What do you think we should be covering here? Let us know. We'll be back in a fortnight with another podcast, but until then, you can keep up with all of our posts by following us on Twitter and liking us on Facebook. Just click the links in the top right of this window to follow us or subscribe to our updates. Thanks for listening and we'll look forward to hearing from you soon. I'm Catherine Purvis and you've been listening to The Hack Report.